0: Patrangelo moving in from the point to keep the puck alive for St. Louis. Good read there. Now it is Thomas Back out to Patrangelo. And then across the Dunn. dunk. with a
1: shot! He Are you ready for the sequel? Are you ready for the latest? In the garden of evil.
0: Maroon comes over that's a couple of large humans right there that is a big bear hug and the blues are going to the western conference final
2: Everything it ha- <laughs> had to be an extra long one for an extra long game. It is what the, technically Wednesday, April eighth. It is May Wednesday. 8th. We are starting this at midnight. We don't care. sleep be damned. Tomorrow is just a non-functioning day. I don't. Today was too, and it doesn't matter. The it doesn't matter.
0: Then Friday, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be thinking because the game. Game one's on oh, Friday, yeah. or it's on Saturday. It's a Who knows?
2: month. Who yeah. cares?
0: What a weird
2: They'll either fire season. us or they won't. What <laughs> uh, What a game. Just, uh, there were, we swear a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Tonight they will all be swears of joy, but they'll still be there. So, yeah. you know, put the kids to bed. Cats under six months. Make sure they're wearing earmuffs. Mm-hmm. Big part of our listenership, as we've discussed in the past. This is the Two Guys No Cup podcast, if you're joining us for the first time, which you probably are not, and we are coming to you from the rainy and thunderous streets of Baldwin, Missouri, because there's nowhere happier that's, that's to be from. where we are. I just doxed
0: us. Oh no, they've got our address. God
2: was so thrilled that he sent a thunderstorm of joy. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. Thunderstorms it's, are great. It's the best recording environment We've ever had, and we're recording following the Blues, 2-1 to one defeat of Man. the Dallas Stars in the second overtime. Justin, our friend Justin, slash occasional co-host, slash world-renowned running coach, slash confidant, slash great person. <laughs> we, we ran out of steam, but that was a good ending, because yeah. he is. <laughs> He joked about Double Overtime before the game started, and now he deserves to die. Don't joke! <laughs> it's no joke! <laughs> it wasn't a joke! What Years the have come off my life! What the hell did we just watch? This isn't going to be your typical sort of, like, processing goals. I mean, we'll talk about that as best we can, but what the shit did I just watch?
0: Uh, they had to win that game. There was a point. They had to win.
2: After the first overtime, during intermission, we both went our separate
0: ways. You outside, (laughs) me to the bathroom. To
2: vomit. Yes. (laughs) I stood outside, and I looked at the sky, and I thought this would be a divine injustice if this team lost this game. We played a better game this time Than we did when we blitzed the Dallas Stars in the last Mm -hmm. Game 7 against them.
0: A better Game 7 than when we beat Chicago. Just an all round dominant performance.
2: This game was every bit as dominant as Game 6 against the Jets. Mm -hmm. And we still almost lost it a number of times
0: oh boy it was close
2: oh my god and it went to double overtime and i'd just given up i just had and we looked so flat we both
0: did we We both did i mean we gave up a thousand times that game but Mm. we looked so flat it would have been so blues to have such a dominant (laughs) performance against a goalie standing on his head and to just fucking eat it and lose. And believe
2: it or not, we think a lot about, like, what this podcast is going to look and sound and feel like. I know you don't believe that, but we do. <laughs> There's and an effort. I, I was sitting there during, like, 1-1 late in the first overmission intermission overtime, late in the first overtime, and thinking about, like, what do we even say? Because we can't be angry Cause they forced the game seven, and then they played the best game. Mm-mm. And I think I just would have been
0: angry at God. Yeah, I think
2: I would have cursed God like, and died.
0: Why has this happened to this team? What, what, what Indian burial ground is the
2: enterprise yeah. built on? Just like why is the so darkness coming for
0: us? We'll get to it too. But I mean, the goal they get scored against us.
2: Oh God! What the fuck? Oh God! And that seemed like like. You didn't really think you thought about it at the time, mm-hmm. but then like in double OT, you're thinking we're only here because of a shit or bullshit goal, like, uh, and we should have scored other goals. I'm not too sure, that. but like we're only here because like they the Dallas Stars did not score a goal in this game, really, and I they mean, didn't yeah. look like it that much.
0: Did you ever really feel? And granted, I was <laughs> in the fetal position, not watching the game for most of the latter half of it, but that like. Jamie Benn or Tyler Sagan were on this team. It sort of turned into the Blues playing a team.
2: The best. I heard
0: Rupe Hints more often. I was gonna
2: say the best chances went to Rupe Hints. Zuccarello had some. Roddick Foxes showed up. He had a couple. Mm. We had. You know what? Just, just as, just as an in memoriam, we had a we had a great plan. You know, it's no, it's no Josh (laughs) Morrissey. But we had a great plan for Roddick Foxa whenever he scored a goal or an assist or we got to talk about him. And we didn't get to talk about him at all. So in honor of Roddick Foxa and his departed Dallas Stars, let's take a brief interlude and play the sound effects we would have played if he'd ever done anything. Mm. What does the Foxa say? Ian in this series, nothing. Yeah,
0: really nothing. He said nothing. <laughs> He's silent. Wasn't he. I thought a, he was Rupe Hintz. Supposed to be a Selkie finalist. I thought, at one point. I
2: thought he was the, the only other good forward on this team. Mm-hmm. And he was a nobody. And now Rupe Hintz is. A, is this going to be a Valerian Nacushkin thing about Radek Foxa? Is it going to be five years from now? And I'm like, didn't we think Radek
0: Foxa was good? Mm-hmm. I, I think, think it so. might be.
2: I think the ship sailed on Radek
0: Oh, he's gone.
2: We've spent more time than I expected (laughs) to talking about Roddick Fox. It was
0: worth the clip.
2: But it was warranted. So why don't we dive into this game chronologically as best we can, and then we'll do just a lot of screaming and guttural joys of... (laughs) Noises of emotion and joy. The Blues... Played really well right off the hop in this mm-hmm. game. I don't you had the Corsi four in front of you. What was yeah. the first
0: period Corsi four? Uh on all all occasions on the ice, although we only had two times in which we had a power play. So were those was,
2: both in the first?
0: Yeah, I think so. So I mean they're well, mostly the five V five time. Anyways, the blues had sixty one point three six percent for Corsi four. Yikes. Their shots for were ten, their shots against were thirteen, but still more More attempts at shots than anything else. The penalties were both in the second. Oh,
2: dead wrong! (laughs) But, yeah, so we played well from the start. Didn't feel quite as, like, dominating as we did in the start of Game Mm 6, but we played really well. And uh, it paid off eventually. Took a while, but it paid off with a Vince Dunn goal, his first of the entire playoffs, which is incredible, because that dude seemed really significant in these playoffs. Mm -hmm. This team... Has been, like, well, we'll we'll talk about the other player a a lot. But, like, two of the youngest players on this team have made some of the biggest impact in this series. And one of them is Vince Dunn. And he scores the opening goal here. It looked for all the world, like, Pat Maroon tipped it in. Mm -hmm. But I just checked the scoring... 15 minutes ago, and it was still Vince Dunn's... Did so up a
0: star or somebody then? Because it, it most, most certainly started spinning. Was right there with a the star, yeah. We're going to lose power. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear this thunder, but this is like ep- like the <laughs> epic crackling thunder you hear in movies and shit. Thor's
2: going to burst through the window any second. This is very... This is almost intimidating,
0: but we'll make it. I almost dropped a spoiler we, in my head, but I didn't. We've so survived. You're welcome.
2: Oh, spoilers are off from the third round on, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. If you're back... We warned you last time. We're warning you again. I don't even know if I'll give a spoiler warning. They anything. might just
0: slip out. I'm just saying. It's you've had two weeks. What have you been doing in your two weeks? There's no way you've
2: survived as a human being without spoilers this long, anyway. But anyway. Mm. Spoiler alert: Vince Dunn scored a goal. It might have gotten tipped. It looked like it was tipped, but apparently not by Robert Tom or by uh, Patrick Maroon, because it's still credited to Dunn. Alex Petrangelo assisted, as well as Robert friggin' Thomas. We'll talk about him plenty later. Petrangelo pinched it and got the puck to Thomas behind the net. Thomas deked out Esselindel, who fell over but didn't dive this time. <laughs> An improvement. uh, Skated around, passed it back to Petrangelo at the point, who passed it over to Dunn. Dunn took a kind of a floaty boy shot. Maroon may have tipped it, but who cares? Because they scored, and it was one to nothing, and I was
0: more scared. Yeah, I was extra scared, because now if they lost, they were letting us down.
2: So there was no world in my mind where the Blues played a whole game as dominantly as they played this whole game. Yeah, And they started out pretty hot, and if you think back to game six, the only period where they looked really crappy was after the first goal for about ten minutes. Hmm. And so I saw this and I was like, oh boy. And I don't think it was really even that we collapsed. I mean, we all know how crappy the ensuing goal was, which was only two and a half minutes later, uh, credited to Matt Zuccarello, big assist to NHL referee or linesman, whoever his name is. Mm-hmm. I only know the one guy's name, and even that I can't think of all the time. The guy with the with the who does the you know no goal. That guy, what's his name? I don't have it. <laughs> I Kerry Frazier, Fraser, but it's not him. But anyway, so. <laughs> um, Matt Zuccarello scores this. There are several failed clearing attempts. You can talk about this uh, because it really wasn't just Perron or the referee. But at the end, Perron tried to slap it around behind. It bounced off the boards. Then it bounced off the referee's skate. Then it bounced off the netting and the side bar, and then it went right to Zuccarello for the empty net goal, a uh, basically empty net. I mean, actually, Bennington made a pretty good effort at it, all things considered, mm-hmm. For and we criticized him at the time, so that's bad on us. But he had lost his stick in the, in the build-up to this, and they were talking about a possible goaltender interference. The
0: argument wasn't really there for that. Yeah, um, he went back in the blue paint, and he had maintained his position long enough that you just, it, there was no way that the impact of losing his stick was going to make this goal happen. Right.
2: And it was just, I mean, it was a shitty goal. It was really, I mean, there's no other way to put it. It was a shitty way to lose it the lead. It was so
0: fucking just unlucky and in general. Do you
2: want to talk for just a second about the longer build-up? Because it really wasn't just Well,
0: for, it's um, the thing. Like, it was really bad... It was really bad puck support behind the net. It seemed like all night, even on our best periods when we were playing our, our best hockey, that we were getting hemmed in behind the net. If we had one defenseman or four behind the net, they had two stars on them immediately, and that's a good strategy. And you would think maybe we could capitalize on it by moving the puck up real quick, have an odd man break, but. It seemed like we just weren't moving it fast enough. And in this case, especially in the first and on this goal, Gunnarsson got double-teamed behind the net. I believe it was Gunnarsson. And at that point, I was thinking, man, this is this is not good. We had a failed clear. It went behind the net. He had the puck. Two guys on him. And I was like, this is not a good look. Because the nearest guy wasn't even skating towards Gunnarsson. Mm-hmm. Like, the stars were coming with that puck easily. And then they did. And then Perong had it back. And then it ricocheted off the official skate. And the rest is history. But... They had to be playing a little bit better In their zone, at least to start But that was probably their worst zone Portion of the entire game of their own zone They had some some risky wraparounds They let happen later on But I mean, this is most certainly Obviously their biggest flub So if that's all they're going to commit, then cool. God,
2: I really thought we were looking at, like, the start of the collapse. Mm-hmm. And to our credit, we were not at all. It was just a shitty play. <laughs> I'll
0: always remember a game the Blues played against Vancouver, and it wasn't the, in a playoffs uh, series, but where we were leading Vancouver, like, 3 nothing, mm-hmm. and then a puck went off of Roman Polak's skate, like they just shot it at skate, or, you know, he got in the way of a pass, and it went off skate in between, I guess, I think it was Chris Mason or somebody at the times five hole and in, and then they won on to win the game 4-3, and I remember as that happened thinking, and I was a new Blues fan at the time too, like, oh, we're going to lose, because mm. Vancouver was so good at the time, I was like, oh, they smell blood now, and then it happened, and that's always been ingrained in me.
2: Oh, for sure. So
0: whenever I see a really shitty goal we let in, you know, no one's fault, if it's just some bouncing shit, whatever, I always think, uh-oh. There's fear now.
2: Since we're talking about Vancouver and we're all over the rails, I remember distinctly another weird, like, not playoff significant Vancouver memory. I remember a game when I was first really getting into the Blues, which was, you know, twenty not 2009, 2010 in that yeah. area. We were down by, like, one goal late in the game, and the Canucks just possessed the puck for, like, five minutes. <laughs> It was the it was the most helpless I've ever felt. We couldn't come close to them.
0: The late two thousand Canucks were, they so were so fucking, fucking good. good. How
2: did they not win a cup? It's baffling. Mm-hmm. But this isn't about the Canucks. I mean, there were plenty of Canucks, like Canadian people, mm-hmm. on the ice. But from that point on, oh, good. The storm only just god
0: yeah, The hurricane has <laughs> begun. It's a
2: foreshadowing. Oh. Uh, whoa! Uh, from that point on. The Blues really dominated this mm. game. The second period was berserk.
0: Yep, Blues had an 83.3% Corsi 4 percentage. That's and they just, outshot the Stars 18-1. to 1.
2: Just just for, for people who aren't trained in
0: Corsi, not that we're trained in Corsi. But I took we, a class.
2: We talk about it a lot and don't really go into it that often. That's an absurd number. That's inconceivably high for a period. If you have over sixty that percent, that's would good for really a good. power play. Yeah.
0: Over sixty percent in a period's like really good. Yeah, over eighty is like fucking Unheard ridiculous. Of.
2: Eighteen shots to one. Do you, are you able to look at the high danger chances in yeah. that same period? This podcast better sound as
0: epic on yeah. the recording as it sounds to us. Dracula's gonna show up <laughs> soon at your door, I think. Oh um, no,
2: it's a succubus.
0: Although, maybe this shows why we didn't get a, any uh, goals that period. We had two high danger scoring chances to their two high danger so that, scoring chances.
2: To me, like, and I'm, can you just go, since we're there, why yeah. don't you go ahead and look at the rest of them? Because that to me was like, we were getting a lot of shots. Yeah. Not a lot of great shots and to take nothing away from Bishop making 52 saves. I don't feel like he was, I don't there was only once or twice where he really made the like ten bell yeah. save.
0: They they out high danger chanced us. We had 11 total and they had 13. See, that's
2: insane. 13 of their 30 shots mm-hmm. and 11 of our 54. So well, we were taking a lot of shots from the point and from the perimeter. We
0: talked a lot about them getting a lot of them blocking a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. We get what looked like a clean look from our viewer angle, from where the cameras placed. So like, that's a really good shot, and they'd shoot it, and it'd be a stick, it'd be a shin, and it would go out of play. All first overtime, is, that's all it was. I was curled up in the fetal position of, like, shot and out of play. Uh, and that's what I would hear on the, on the uh, which TV. Which is part of bonkers. Corsi 4, right? Yeah, Off yeah. Shots.
2: Is yeah. there a huge disparity between our Corsi and our Fenwick, or just, like, a tiny one? Um, let's
0: see. Because we got
2: a lot of
0: shots blocked. It's not massive in the first period. Well, I don't know. You be the judge. In the first period, our Corsi 4 was 61%. Our Fenwick was 52%. That's pretty significant. And the second period, our Corsi was 83%. Our Fenwick was 87%. That's weird. I don't know how that works. I know. I'm trying to think (laughs) how that works. We'll figure it out. Uh... Yeah, Corsi 4 in the third, 67 to Fenwick 72%. Then here's the OT one that gets kind of weird. Our first OT, we had 61.9% Corsi 4. We had 50% Fenwick 4. That seems right. We- I remember thinking the first OT. So basically Fenwick percentage is the exact same thing as Corsi, but they take out the block. So they're basically saying if a shot gets blocked we're not going to say, hey, you had possession, and it was a really good chance for you guys. We're saying, no, 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 it wasn't.
2: They blocked a total of 30 shots in that game, which combined with our 54 shots on goal is 84 just between that, which doesn't even count shots that missed the net. Mm -hmm. So we probably had 100 shot attempts in this game, or thereabouts, and we scored two goals. So all credit to the Stars defensively,
0: and to Ben Bishop. I mean, their expected goal, like in the first OT, their expected goals for the Stars was 1.02, and ours was just 0.53. Yeah,
2: that seems right. I didn't. The first overtime was where they looked the best. Mm-hmm. I, I think was worried it was a when they got around. It was like, yeah. oh, we have a chance in this game that we shouldn't have. Let's go out and win it. And it looked like that for a while. Um, third period. I don't know. It felt like overtime. Sort of felt inevitable at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I didn't want it, but I was expecting it. And I,
0: we outshot I, them thirteen to
2: three. I mean, there were a lot of events that happened, but I don't. I mean, it's all a blur. Yeah, across five th- hours later, this th- game started five and a half hours ago.
0: Across those two periods, the second and the third, we outshot them. What is that? No way, thirty-one to four. Jeez, we allowed
2: two shots in the second and the third.
0: Yeah, combined. Well, we well we across them we allowed four, so two and two average. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it two per
2: though or was no? It, it was one, one in three? the
0: second and three in Jeez, the third. Jeez Louise,
2: like I don't. There were some flaws. I'm not going to dwell on the flaws. Yeah. Well, we already said shots from the perimeter. Shots at angles. They were
0: having a hard time getting it inside. All for,
2: they had a hard time all series. Mm-hmm. Like, the Stars were impenetrable.
0: I mean, it's more of their PK. The and PK ha- looked amazing. It transferred into their 5v5 play. I say,
2: the Sharks, if we play them, and mm-hmm. certainly the Avalanche, with due respect to Ask Correspondent Jordan, who maybe if we have a series we'll get on the horn, but um, neither of those teams has as stout a defense as you're gonna, the sharks have a lot more names on mm. defense. Not as good. Eric Carlson is nowhere near the defender that either of the Swedes on this team. Really, are. I wouldn't say now. I mean, he was yeah. once. I mean, he's no disrespect, to Eric Carlson, but I think lately he has not been nearly as good. Burn
0: him on the outside. That's all I hear yep. national pundits say. And we finally have some guys that can do
2: that, like Robert Thomas. Rob Tom. So. I, I mean we know you all know how the game ended mm-hmm. finally. Uh the Tyler Bozak won a draw. Uh Robert Thomas got the puck and cut to the middle, which he does. like he moved so good. That's, we're just gonna just bl- gush about him in a while, but he moved to the middle, he took a shot, it went off the pus poke post. Went off the post. It fluttered up and hit Bishop in the mask. That's where the pust came. Came from post, and mask. You ain't
0: got to explain to me.
2: It flapped down onto the ice, and Patrick Maroon did not need three whacks at it like t- at Troy Brower, who's still on the plane, and it's going to have difficulty landing. So Godspeed, Troy. <laughs> Is Brower. the game still going? Um But it hit the ice. Maroon knocked it in, and it was just bedlam and joy Mm -hmm. we embraced we did did not kiss but we did so close though (laughs) i'll get you next time Uh, (laughs) joy was shared tears were shed i honestly like we were just talking not long before that game not long before that goal about how like i just felt so exhausted Mm -hmm. emotionally spent at that point that i genuinely believed I'm just not going to feel it the way I felt it. Yeah. Like, the way I want to
0: feel it. You're I just going to feel r- relieved, and that was it. I was wrong. I yeah. felt it. So happy.
2: Um, And the Blues won 2-1. to one. They're on their way to the conference final. They will play an opponent who played more recently than them and also is coming off of a hard seven-game series. Yeah.
0: Sharks would have home ice. <laughs> we would have home ice against the Avalanche. Um... We can talk
2: about those series at the end or yeah yeah after game one or sometime in between. we'll figure all that out. Let's just focus on this game. start by Patrick Maroon getting the game winner.
0: That guy, I mean, is being signed to another contract. I, I feel like probably right.
2: That guy could not have had a worse start to this season. Was Do you good. remember how bad it was? Like, it was so
0: bad. Well, they tried to put him with O'Reilly. Then they put him on the third line. Then he was getting very few minutes on the third line. Uh-huh. The guy was non-existent.
2: Did Robert Thomas, like, save Patrick Maroon?
0: I mean, in a way.
2: Is Robert Thomas the whole engine of this team? But no, seriously, <laughs> to Maroon's credit, though, like, he never gave up. He never stopped battling. I think he ended with like a reasonably respectable point total for his relatively bad as he started the season. Um, And he had two game winners in this series. Mm -hmm. Uh, He won in game three on the Lindell dive shove, and he won this game in overtime. And he is like a hometown kid. And it's amazing. He's like...
0: He's the Blues David Freeze.
2: He really is. And that's like corny to say he finished with 28 points in 74 games. So not super (laughs) great, but not as bad as it could have been. Um, Yeah, I mean, the utter joy he expresses when he scores Mm -hmm. is worth any of the
0: hassle we've had at any point. With him on this contract, and and he's played amazing in this series. He played amazing against Winnipeg. He's been he's worth it for the playoffs alone.
2: Whole postseason, and he was with New Jersey last year. Mm -hmm. I now's not the time to talk about extending him or not extending him. We'll have plenty of more, you know, scientific, if you will, episodes later in the off season, but. That is one of the I mean it's one of the greatest moments in St. Louis sports history. Mm-hmm. There's an argument that it's the greatest moment in blues history, and I say that, knowing how big like the miracle on ice and stuff were were, but Randy Carricker, who's been a blues fan a lot longer than I am, have been said the same thing. He said this was a bigger moment, and it's hard to disagree that was drama. The whole game, and it was just terror for a period and a half. I mean, a period and a quarter of overtime where it could have just ended at any time. And it almost did. There was that play with, on a couple of wraparounds, but there was that one real near yeah, the end the where kept saying, like, I think it might be in. And it wasn't, it wasn't all that close, it was but along it was also the line. not as far as you'd like it to be. And, I mean, like, by football rules, that's in. But... It was just, like, it was this pure relief of all this tension. And it's not, the ride's not over now. You know, we talked about at the end of last game how we didn't feel like a Game 7 loss would make this an amazing season. You know, we talked about, because a lot of positive people, people more positive than us, and God bless you all. Because... It's the people like mm-hmm. you that make me think there is joy in the <laughs> world still, even if I can't. They were find rewarded it. for their belief. But we talked about like I we need to set a higher standard for this team and it feels like judgmental now in hindsight, but like what do you how does your perspective on the season change with
0: Patrick Maroon's goal? I don't know. That's that's a success. It's it's a success. You can't. I.
2: This is what our th- our third fourth conference final.
0: I think I think it's fourth conference final. If you're not counting the first three years, we went to the Stanley Cup final.
2: In fifty years, that's fifty years. Yeah. We this just went
0: in twenty sixteen. We didn't make the playoffs and, last two year. Two and four years now, yeah. is that what it is? We didn't we weren't in the fucking playoffs last year. And I know we missed by a point, but God knows that team is getting bounced in the first round oh, anyways. God, we were so garbage by the end of last season. To me to me almost, when I look at it that way, that's a bigger story sometimes than even just the turnaround this season.
2: Yeah, I think we get bogged down a little bit in
0: that. I would have told you I would have just been happy to make the playoffs and make some noise in it Mm. after we ended last season. And now it's unbelievable to me that we're in the third round. Given this season, given last season, even given all the trades we made, bringing in Robert Thomas, all of that, I would still have told you we need some time to gel. I just want to make a little noise. But you know, the third round again is fucking ridiculous. Even given what it took to get us to the third round last time. Like, this has been much easier than mm-hmm. that. Not, in, in a way. <laughs> tonight
2: didn't feel like yeah. it, but in on the whole. hmm And, you know, I, I, I... There, again, there will be more scientific episodes we can talk about. This is an emotional work.
0: episode. Like, this is how we're feeling. I
2: do want to take a moment to just step back and say, holy shit, Doug Armstrong. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about that dude
0: much since... The tires were falling off. Yeah, or yeah, at least the trade and, deadline. There's not much.
2: And if if this team had just gelled out of the gate, and um, you know we just won like mm. we were supposed to win from October November on, all of the stories would be about him. I mean, not yeah. all of the stories, but like so much of the narrative would be this team was missed the playoffs, like you were pointing out, and then he goes out and makes. Four, five major impact additions. You added Brian O'Reilly, this team's top center. You brought up Robert Thomas, who again we're gonna get to. You bring back David Perron. You add Tyler Bozak, and you bring in Patrick Maroon. as, like the last second, like
0: don't forget candy on top. Don't forget the bigger, the biggest move he made. Who did we lose? I'm trying to. I'm. I'm forgetting. I'm Who did forgetting. we put in that? Oh, Jordan Bennington, Jake Allen. I'm so confused. Chad Johnson. Oh yeah. We waved Chad Johnson. We That's sent right. him down. Got him out of the way, and in came Jordan Bennington. We waved Ch- Chad Johnson.
2: Not actually knowing who our next goalie was, like we—I guess he knew it was Jordan Bennington.
0: That's a lucky move on his part, I gotta say. I mean, they knew he was probably pretty good, and we didn't. You know, just generally watching him, and we got no fucking idea. He played good for Providence, but like that's a that's a ballsy move. He had the
2: wherewithal though to say like to notice it. And this is a guy we talked about. It. That's a guy this franchise had pretty much written off. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of like, wait. He was pretty friggin' good at Providence last year. Maybe we should pay attention. And then he was pretty friggin' good at San Antonio when that team was also trash. Mm -hmm. And we brought him up, and then we gave him a start, and then he got a shutout, and the rest was really
0: history. He's not great laterally. Makes some weird decisions with the puck by the net sometimes. But, man, there were shots in today's game that against... A lesser goalie against a goalie. <laughs> nice. uh, I heard
2: the J, but I appreciate.
0: It. <laughs> I I would have gone in. Was yeah. it Sagan or hence somewhere in the first or second? It was like a break. Sagan got that one, and I was like, save. "Christ!" And, and he, he just like just easy glove save, and no I was like, "Oh my stress god!" stress at all. You saved my heart, sir. Like and just he got less shots than Bishop. Bishop played a fucking phenomenal game, but hats off to Bennington for like. Just being a rock back there he he literally did what you want your goalie to do he gave him a chance to win the whole game this that's all we've been asking for
2: this defense is pretty much the same with the exception of vince dunn who's a major exception mm-hmm. as the one we took to the conference final last time the forward core is in t- il- two is it schwartz and tarasenko exclusively and Steen. Steen, I guess, yeah. And Fabry, if you count him. But, like, <laughs> Shin's new. O'Reilly's new. Mm-hmm. Bozak. Maroon. Thomas is Peron new. Perron wasn't there. Perron wasn't there. I mean, he doesn't feel new because he's has Yeah, been but around he wasn't so there. Times. But he is. He's, in fact, been new twice mm-hmm. since then. Um, Play, Sunquist. Play, Sunquist, all those guys. Just like. I know there are a lot of Doug Armstrong haters out there, and he's made plenty of mistakes. I'm not denying that, and he can make some big mistakes with contracts this summer, which tends to be his weakness. But, damn, dude, like if if this team was just good off the hop, I think he's a runaway GM of the year candidate. Mm. And because it's not, we're not talking about him, and that's fine. I don't, I don't honestly think he cares that much. But like, credit to him. Now let's talk about Robert Thomas. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Your thoughts. Uh, you said it best. I think we may have we his biggest supporters possibly <laughs> may have underhyped him. My god.
2: A thought originally pointed out by Justin, yeah. just to give credit where credit is
0: due, but like What a specimen. Oh, what, what a unit. Shit.
2: He is like is he is he the best player on the Blues right now? I mean, he's the best player on the Blues right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. In the moment. Mm-hmm. But is he the best player on this team at, his ce- at anyone's ceiling at where the it ceiling? is right now?
0: Yeah, I think like he's got the highest ceiling of anyone on the team, for sure. I, mean, I can't say he's like literally the best player on but the he's team. Not, he's
2: also 19. But he's
0: definitely like, one of the best currently. Throughout the entire playoffs, which is, like you said, is nuts. He's 19. It's like... His possession numbers are fucking insane.
2: He doesn't show up as much on the stat sheet. Mm. And that's we'd love that to change. But he's also playing with Maroon and Bozak.
0: The if, fact that like, he if anything, up on the stat sheet yeah. at all is a miracle. <laughs> I was going to say, we've, we've patted Maroon on the back. We've been his champion on this podcast tonight. But, yeah, it's not like he's playing with, like... Fucking bonafide stars. And he's making something out of, no offense, nothing. He's making that line relevant. That dude gets into the zone, maintains puck possession, is cool as a fucking cucumber, and those guys get to set up where they want as he just toys with dudes in the corner.
2: So, like, there's being afraid of the puck, and then there's the polar opposite Mm. of that. That dude just fucking skates laps around people. That's
0: a big part of it, too. So many times you watch Blues players, like, they're confident players, I have no doubt, but they need to... They're moving the puck. They gotta get that thing out of there. Robert Thomas... Don't hold it for fucking ever. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, Robert Thomas wants the puck, and he knows what he's gonna do with it.
2: And this whole, like... Corey Fromman, the the scouting guy at the Athletic, was always very high on Robert Thomas. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons we were so high on Robert Thomas. And this whole time, he talked about like his only real drawback is I'm not convinced he's an elite skater. Mm. Well, I am. <laughs> I don't know. Like seriously, maybe we're maybe just I'm so not, bad at skating. Maybe I'm not great. <laughs> at judging skating. and I Maybe, maybe it's
0: not the smoothest. Yeah.
2: yeah. But like, holy shit, the turns this dude's making all the time. Mm. Like, he turns out of
0: danger ten times a game
2: easy lately.
0: And when he's skating at top speed, quote-unquote top speed, I still don't think he's putting on the Jets.
2: And then this that winning goal, nobody could cut to the net all game, and he just does it.
0: That felt, I mean, in retrospect, it's, we knew it was a goal because we watched it happen, but did it feel kind of like something was going to happen? Because that was the only time anyone got to that spot of the ice. That
2: was like... We, it had been so long since we'd gotten a shot from up close on Bishop. And mm-hmm. you even said it sometime earlier that period, I think. You said something about, like, the only way you're beating this dude is you get in on him. Because yeah. like, people kept asking on Twitter, and I get it. We said similar stuff. that like, how do you beat this guy? And you said it very brilliantly. Like, you get in his grill. And that you gotta. is what Thomas finally did. And he's 19 years old. Like, I don't. Again, like I don't wanna overhype him for having underhyped him, but this is this guy could literally be a franchise altering. Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, we're not saying you're Sidney Crosby, we're not saying you're Nathan McKinnon. We're not saying you're Connor McDavid. And, and that's I'm all probably I was not like, I'm probably too high I'm probably <laughs> well, a little like, too high, but yeah, that's all I'm saying. that's all I'm not saying. There's
2: no reason he can't be in the same neighborhood as other later first round David Pasternak. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Goodrow, I don't think he was, like, a top, top person. He was, like, fourth
0: guy. round. Oh, yeah. He, I, I think he was so late. that's not
2: even a great example.
0: But, no, but, but yeah, like, guys that are, like... Bo Horvath. <laughs> <laughs> but, a great but, Bo Horvath. But, like,
2: you know what, like, no, he's not Connor McDavid, and we're not trying to say he is. Mm-hmm. But he can be that... He can be Nick But But like, I that's a... Say, yeah, to me, that's
0: a good comp. There's still a gap between, no offense to Tarasenko or any of our guys, between Connor McDavid... And our best players Uh that he can still most certainly fill, that Mm -hmm. is still a league above what we have. We've been looking for like an elite player, that dude that's just elite. You can say it and you can point to like five, six different characteristics he has, and that's true. Tarasenko's a shot. You know, a few different people are close to it. They're great players. We've talked about how we don't like to throw a lead around a lot, but I feel like he has the blood in him to be elite. Really, you've seen it. NBC couldn't stop raving about him. I saw someone say that the NBC was talking way too much about the stars today, like Mm -hmm. during the game. Man, not at all, really. Slobbing
2: Robert Thomas.
0: I was like, yeah, if you ever want to hear that, they just love Robert Thomas, man. And why not? And like you said, they interviewed him. Thank God he's only 19, and he hasn't gone through the <laughs> ringer of how you speak like an NHL player yet. He spoke like a person, had real answers. <laughs> a human being.
2: Let's read some of them. He was asked about how it felt to set up that goal. I mean, it feels pretty good. It's such a huge game that could have gone either way. We're really excited, and I I can't believe it. Uh, he talked about the specific setup play. He said, we tried that play a lot, and we were bound to score one there. I don't think you were bound to, we but were by bound. all means, if you feel like it. Um, I just saw an opening in the middle and tried to cut there and got a shot off, and Rig was there to bang it in. Doesn't get any better than that. Game 7, double OT goal in your hometown. Talking about Maroon, obviously. That's pretty special. I don't even know how he's feeling. He's probably jumping over there. Uh, talking about coming back, that's that's been the story of our season. When our backs are against the wall, we play our best, and we find a way to get through it. We just keep on battling. Um, he praised Bishop. Had a gay, great game over there that was pretty crazy. Uh, and this was a really interesting quote. And I, I'm. I don't know, I mean, I, I get what it means, but he says, he was talking about not wanting to go home, you mm-hmm. know, and he said, I mean, we went through some tough times, and that really brought us together as a team. O'Reilly said earlier, he's not ready to leave us, so that kind of tells you how tight our team
0: is. He doesn't want to go back to his home planet. <laughs> I like, no, no,
2: Ryan, you know you're contracted
0: for four more years, oh, right? Oh, no, I, I think he's got a diagnosis. He's
2: going back to his home country, it's yeah. like they all do in the offseason, but... I mean, just, I like, I could gush about that kid. He was getting double shift in, like... Mm-hmm.
0: He was on his own line, then he was with O'Reilly he's and He's not, like,
2: Ruby's still not quite catching up. Like, overall minutes, he was still, like, fifth or sixth amongst forwards.
1: Mm-hmm. But he's
2: getting there. He played 22 minutes, almost 23 minutes. Shin had 27 and a half, which I do not understand in this game. Schwartz had 26, um... Although Shin led the team in shots by a good margin. He had eight to everyone else's five was the next. Perron was the highest at five. Bet you know who led the team in hits.
0: Sammy Blade. There you
2: go. Um, Yeah, I mean, just real good stuff. Real good stuff. 22 minutes for him. Um, Perron had 27, O'Reilly 28. Tarasenko 26, but like, oh my god, only, like, the only direction is up for him, and it's not like, we've had some good young players, Robbie Favre was great, but like, this is incomparable to any of this. He's the best young player by far we've had since Tarasenko, and I Mm -hmm. think his ceiling is much higher.
0: Yeah, I mean, overall ceiling, the guy just controls the play, and we don't have anyone like that. Absolute game changer. Uh, Patrick Maroon had some nice
2: quotes talking to Pierre Maguire after the game. He said, I don't really know because it hasn't really hit me. Then he said, uh, fuck what a ride it's been. Pierre. (laughs) I mean, our line's been so good. I just cycled down low. I scored the goal. It still hasn't hit me, but what an exciting time in St. Louis. Uh, this was his best interview I've ever heard. Him oh, yeah. Did, by the way. Uh, he said, just got back into our game, gets pucks in, go to work, and we started doing that. I'm proud of these guys. We've been down in the dumps ever since January, but we've been fighting ever since then. You could see it tonight. We just kept fighting, kept fighting. I was Oh, and then this quote from Anthony Maroon his son, which I will not cry through. But he said, (laughs) I was looking at the page with all the players, where they're from and all that stuff. All I heard was everybody scream. My friend turns around and says, it's your dad. I just started crying. Didn't we all? Mm -hmm. Didn't we all, Anthony? Just, like, you could write a movie about it. You genuinely could. The goon three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like, that was amazing. Bennington had some quotes. He's who he is. Um, <laughs> I felt like the one nice one, like, so I will talk about this one because I know how some people react will react to this. And he said, yeah, I felt like I was meant to do something great in just a matter of time and finding myself and maturing and I'm having a lot of fun now. I know, and I know some of them by name, people in the hockey world oh, who no. will think this kid's an arrogant prick for saying a thing like that. When football players say that all the time, it's bare minimum. Mm-hmm. God forbid you believe in yourself. Like he's not here if he doesn't believe in himself. Mm-hmm. Do people not get that?
0: That's what I mean. Other you can't people sit pick there. up their
2: skates and go
0: home. You can't sit there and be like, well, you know, it was just gonna go either way and it's too bad. I mean you can say that when you lose but like fuck. If you don't, yeah. If you don't, it's the whole thing. If you whether you believe in yourself or you don't, you're right.
2: And this that's, that's nice. true. Yeah, this ballsy motherfucker last season when we had no AHL team and he was a 24 year old goalie with no friggin' prospects told this franchise, I will not go play in the ECHL. You will find me a place to (laughs) play in the AHL. And they did and he was good enough that Providence played him consistently, even though he wasn't one of their goalies. Mm -hmm. Just like, credit to that, dude. Credit to him for being where he is. It's an inspiring story and I know he's a little cocky. I know he's a little arrogant. I like it yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily Feels like it good. if he wasn't our guy, but, like, screw it. We need a little of that in this sport. And, like, everything about this team is just great. I
0: was like, yeah. There's there's so many characters for a hockey team when they're really... Hockey is literally the epitome of people that have no character. I mean, they have character, in that they're stand-up people, but they're not individuals in uh-huh. any way. They're just a giant hive mind of hockey players. But we just have... The veterans and the young guys and people that have been here so long, like Steen, I thought Steen, despite being you know a fourth liner, had a really good game, had a really amazing block shot. Uh, we just have the makeup of a team like you said that could win it all and you could you could write a movie about because they've just got so many different guys on there that you want to root for mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and I just like the other nice thing about this whole postseason now is, like, when the 2016 team went where it went, mm-hmm. you knew it was kind of the culmination, because Bacchus was on his last year, mm-hmm. you didn't know yet that he was gone, but he had an inkling that he might be, because, like, if he was for sure staying, he already would have been signed. Mm-hmm. Um, Brower was on one year nobody yeah. else left, but like you knew the team was changing. We weren't
0: gonna be signing in Shaddy huge again. Way. Yeah, but to the was next season in, at least. On
2: his way out the door. Yeah. And this just feels like the beginning. hmm
0: There's some nice the things to look forward to. The team's
2: not super young all across the board or anything. I mean it's not the same as like mm-hmm. the Hurricanes who could just be dominant for years possibly. But you've got Robert Thomas, you've got Cairo on the way up. Ryan O'Reilly's here for a long time. Vitamira Tarasenko's here for a long time. You don't know what you're doing with Petrangelo, but you can control Dunn forever. You control Pareco forever. Like, this is a group of guys. You know, I feel like we know who the core is mm-hmm. now that you have to build around. And it's very different, unwittingly, from what it was maybe a year ago. Mm. Maybe even like at the start of this season when we were talking about the core. Like I don't think, like Petrangelo is obviously the core, but I don't think he's the piece you can't remove. Mm-hmm. Like Pareko, Pareko
0: yeah. had has had an amazing he's had playoffs. A game,
2: he's he's so good. Mm-hmm. We were so wrong. It's our wrongest take yeah. ever. Seriously, <laughs> he, like yeah. I, I'll eat crow when I need to, and we were dead wrong about Colton Pareko. He, I, you know, I, I don't. He's know. Turned he's
0: turned into a much better. Defensive defenseman. Yeah. I mean, much better in his own zone than I ever He's thought he so, was.
2: Like, good at just like using his length too. Mm. Like a lot of people, and and good for him for having Jay Bowmeester.
0: That was an him. amazing shutdown line. Jay Bowmeester yeah. again had a great series. I mean, he had a few gaffes here and there, but still, those two they they rolled those two guys out against Jamie Ben, the big line too, and they put Ben Sagan Radulov together. It was almost always Pareko and Boatmeister. If you Bowmaster. stand
2: those dudes side to side, and they just stretch one arm out, <laughs> mm. and then stretch their sticks to the middle of the ice, it's an exaggeration, but not much of one to say they'd cover the whole stretch <laughs> Like, they're so long. And how... What, what? Didn't somebody call them, like, a long octopus or yeah. squid or something? Maybe that, that sounds like an Armstrong thing. But, like, they're so... Hard to get past, and Vince Dunn is like every bit of the prototype, like playmaking defenseman that mm-hmm. you want. The Eric Carlson, I mean, maybe not the defensive upside, maybe not the, the Eric Carlson was really good in this day, but like you know that
0: kind <laughs> yeah. of player. You um, looked really good pinching in the whole the decor Dougie Hamilton, did. if yeah. you will, without the the pseudo intellectualism, <laughs> yeah. but.
2: Um, Robert Thomas, obviously. Ryan O'Reilly, obviously. Jordan mm-hmm. Bennington, like, we can talk all day about, like, well, it's only one year, but, like, you can't do anything but build around him right now. He took yeah. you, he carried you to a fucking conference final. Yeah. And he's looked good. Like, he, he as much credit as Bishop gets for this game, mm.
0: Bennington, very good. Also, I mean, Iraq, there were plenty, the chances the Stars got were good chances. Mm-hmm. They didn't have just dinky chances.
2: And it's a weird difference between Allen and Bennington where sometimes Allen would play like the the fundamentally crisper game Mm -hmm. where he'd move from side to side and he'd be in the right position and he'd have his post, and then he just wouldn't make the save.
0: Yeah, and just get by him.
2: And Bennington, you look at like, oh, God, he'll never get over from that post, and then he just does. Mm -hmm. And it's not his whole body, but he gets whatever he needs to on the puck.
0: I would say for the most part, even when he's gotten beaten, and I know sometimes they'll criticize the goalie and say, well, he should have gotten more of it, but Bennington's normally getting chunks of the puck. Yeah. Very rarely have I seen him just get beat absolutely clean, and it happens, and it's fine, and he's human, I get it, but I just mean for the most part, he's always getting a piece of him on the puck.
2: And I was talking to you earlier about, like, I know what his flaws are, Mm -hmm. and I kind of like that I know that.
0: Yeah, it makes you feel like there's not any, like, hidden flaw that you don't know about. Not because, like, I want him to
2: have flaws, but exactly. Like, if he'd just come in and had, like, a 190 goals against and a 925 save percentage and had never shown any weaknesses at all, I'd be going into next season walking on eggshells thinking, shit. (laughs) Yeah, where's
0: the real Bennington? And,
2: like... Next year, I'm. I don't. I'm not expecting him to be as good next year as he was this year. It's mm. inconceivable that he would be.
0: And teams will have some, some tape will have on tape him, on and then yeah.
2: they'll know how to beat him. But like,
0: expect a lot of wraparounds. Yeah,
2: but I also don't expect him to just get torched. Mm. I expect him to be a very stable, very fine goalie. And like
0: we've said, that's all we need,
2: and that's so much better than what we've had. With due respect. And credit to Jake Allen for just sitting in the back seat and, and letting it ride. Like, mm. I don't. I'm not saying that Goyboy. Like he hasn't made it's, a
0: peep. Yeah, it's both easy to do because you're not playing, but it's also very hard to do. I'm sure he's a competitive guy.
2: There was so there was that moment where Bennington went into the post in the mm. late in the first. Oh yeah,
0: Radulov love And I
2: just thought like, he's gonna get in the net. <laughs> and like as much as i as much as i just thought it would have been cruel for us to, and and honestly for him mm-hmm. to like let in the game winning goal it would have been cool to see him not yeah <laughs> like to see this team win in front of him you know but like i don't wish that guy ill i hope he goes wherever he's going to go mm. and I don't want to say proves us wrong because I I
0: really don't believe he can, but just steady just becomes a stable goaltender. I hope he
2: becomes Peter Morassic.
0: Uh, that was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Where a goalie that was like not gonna be in the league and is now doing fine. Yeah, he's had good performances. But I just like I don't know. I'm still in like a a a,
2: a joyful coma.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd say just a haze of happiness. And like
2: I I want to say this too because like I. Feel Fucking hated the stars so much in
0: like Game Four and Game Five, mm-hmm.
2: and now I I have like good vibes towards
0: them. Yeah, I'm not a big Jamie Ben fan, but He's like a dickhead, he but didn't like, make me hate him any more than I do. I I despised Ben Bishop,
2: the for flopping all the
0: that really disgusted me. But then this his performance kind of wins you back.
2: Oh, he totally won me yeah, back. Yeah, you're like,
0: wow, what a fucking like, good holy goalie! Holy
2: shit! And then. Ethel I mean, he's still a scumbag, I don't
0: care. He like, dived a bunch, but it was funny all now. All this
2: team, like, they just played up. It was, I love, I love how clean this game was. Mm-hmm. It was dominant by the Blues, but the stars, to their credit, and maybe, you know, I'm, I know they're a hockey analyst who's saying this is why they lost, but, like, in the last two games, it didn't get chippy, mm-hmm. didn't get violent, there weren't fights, there weren't face washes, there weren't, Whatever there is snow showers. Mm. That happened in like games four and five a little bit. Where yeah. was the one where Bennington
0: that was five, right? Where he was like slashing Bishop, Bishop. on the way out. It kinda of makes sense because in game seven you just cannot
2: well, you can't let take your emotions
0: r- Which is run another you thing over. we haven't
2: talked about. This team didn't take a penalty this game. <laughs> they weren't they called committed yeah. some. <laughs> they weren't but they called didn't for take penalty. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll eat crow on that because I said for sure that when we weren't scoring on the power play, I was like, you have to because whether or not we do actually commit a penalty against the Stars, they will call us for some because they have to even up a game seven mm-hmm. and they didn't. And well,
2: and that's the credit to, to us, their credit. like we played hard and for sure we took some things mm. that were maybe like regular season. Oh, Dunn dumped
0: a guy. And I was there like, was definitely that's definitely
2: an it. interference. But they didn't do enough even for them to call it to even it up in the playoffs, mm-hmm. so good for them.
0: No, oh, yeah. I greatly enjoy when the whistles are buried. <laughs> and we have played like really queen hockey
2: for the most part all postseason.
0: Mm-hmm. Just just a,
2: a bloody brilliant evening of hockey. Mm-hmm. I, this hasn't been a
0: particularly insightful episode. No, that's just our emotions.
2: But, like... <sighs> I don't know. We Raw could...
0: emotions. We're kinda of coming down from a little. We were definitely we was just like a whoop I... It was a, a giant bulk like curve and then Man, down. Just like... What do you I guess I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I mean we're here now, so who do you who do you want? Who do you want? And I tell you what, folks, you pick your poison and I'm sure what I know what most like? of you I'm sure I know who most of you want. I'm telling you now, I think most other teams wanted them too.
2: Here's the thing. I say I will say the Abs, but not for the more obvious reasons. I'll say the Abs because if we lose to the Abs, I can still cheer
0: for them. For the them. Abs, that's true. Um Yeah, I can't cheer to, for the Sharks if they beat us. But Couldn't back then, couldn't Here's now. the thing.
2: You can write off the Abs, but to paraphrase Kelly Chase, "Hey buddy, they're here."
0: Yeah, I mean if they <laughs> like, win game 7 tomorrow in San Jose, I don't care that it's like, well, it's really Nathan McKinnon and Auntie, you know, who was it? Auntie Ranta? That's and not Miko it. Rantan, uh, Miko and whatever. Miko Rantanen. And John
2: Tomfer, don't forget. Yeah,
0: and they've got depth scoring, and Grubauer's been good. So, like, you can't say, well, it's just a handful of them.
2: Like, from the regular season, I would say we could handle the ads pretty Mm -hmm. easily. But this clearly isn't the regular season Mm Avs. If
0: you thought, fucking, uh, who's, I'm already forgetting all the Stars players. No, they're fast guys. Oh, uh, Rupe? Rupe Hintz. you think Rupe Hintz is fast? Oh, my God. Here comes Nathan fucking McKinnon.
2: Like, Nathan McKinnon's the best player remaining in the NHL playoffs. I I don't think it's a debate. I think if we played the, I think abs, he's better than Sidney Crosby now. I think it's right. McDavid, McKinnon. I really yeah. do like Crosby's thirty-four. Get out of here! Yeah, it's like, fine. You know, I just I, he's so good. Um, it's it's unreal how little he's getting paid too. Oh well,
0: they got him on a crazy country. because he, he wasn't had that playing like, that well of then.
2: Rocky start to his career yeah. and idiot on his. I mean, he got paid fine.
0: He's not starving. But, like,
2: he signed the long deal instead of saying, no, you know what, I back myself to do this mm. in another year or two. Let's chat then, you know. But, oh, he's so good.
0: I think a Sharks series goes to seven. I think a Av series is quicker either way. Oh, yeah. I One think I... either we go, oh, shit, the Avs weren't that hard, and we beat them, or we go, oh, shit, the Avs were very hard, and they beat the shit out of <laughs> yeah. us.
2: I... I, I think the
0: sharks are us, I honestly, I look at the sharks, I think they're older, maybe on the back end. well, we got Jay Bomy Street's pretty ancient. I think they're older in general, so that's how I feel. I'm I don't not, know that for sure, but I think they're us.
2: I'm not scared of the sharks. I, I am. think you're scared, and that's fine, like I get it. I should probably be. I just fucking hate the sharks. Well, no, I, I also want to hate look the sharks. At for seven games or five games. Guess it. Like the guess who you of, get
0: to look at. Pete fucking Devore. Pete like, Devore, baby. You
2: think I don't know that of all people? Pete Devore, come walking just in the St. Louis. Joe Lewis. Thornton and Pete Devore. Oh. There's man. a lot to hate on that team. And Brent team. Burns face. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like, give me the ABS. I I can lose with dignity to the ABS, or we can win. Yeah. I'm not writing writing us off against either I'm
0: starting to believe in anything now, man.
2: But, like, God, I just don't... I I want the Avs to win. For Jordan's sake, I want them to get to the conference final Mm -hmm. and then still pick fourth in the draft and have (laughs) Kale McCarr and God...
0: Yeah, I don't think either's easy. I think they both have storylines. You beat the Sharks, Revenge for 2016. You beat the Avs, fuck Stan Kroenke.
2: It would be funny if two com- two central teams ended up in the in the conference final and neither of them were the Jets or the Predators, mm-hmm. um, which I guess you could have had either way tonight because three of the final four were mm-hmm. not the Jets and the Predators. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a I think there's an upheaval in what that division looks like next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The Jets are in a weird situation. Oh yeah, but that's for another time. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Bruins, Hurricanes.
0: I mean, probably Bruins, but God, I hope it's a hurricane. I don't think it
2: is. I really don't think it is. The, the only thing the that's...
0: pessimism in me always says this has been very fun. Some point the magic ends. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't. I that give about it to the you. Knights last year, yeah. though,
2: and they the magic didn't end. I mean, it did, but they did. they ca- they cast the well, counter curse by bringing Imagine Dragons. I, I was going
0: to say they didn't end it.
2: <laughs> that was that Imagine
0: Dragons ended
2: it. That was and Cantatum for that
0: bullshit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to think too far ahead of that, even. But yeah,
2: like you can't you can't look at the field remaining and say we can't win it. No, no way. If Tampa Bay was still here and the Flames had made it this far, I'd just be like, "Well, fuck." Shit, otherwise. we got like, so
0: many hurdles. Yeah, through but this like, point.
2: if it was Tampa, Washington, and let's say the Preds. well, it couldn't have been the Preds. But Whatever. Like, I yeah. guess the Flames is the only option yeah. there. But like, or Vegas. Even if it was Tampa, yeah. Washington, and Vegas, I'd have been like, "Oh shit, boys!" This like, is going This be has rough. been a hell of a run, but it ain't happening. But yeah. like. You can't look at the teams that are there and say it can't happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. We're only halfway done with what we need to do, which is so baffling. How is that
0: possible?
2: But, God's sake, like...
0: They did it. They've proven us wrong time and time again this offseason. We didn't think they'd win Game 6 against Winnipeg, and they did. We didn't think they'd win Game 6 against... The Stars, and they did, we really didn't think they were going to win tonight before the puck drop, while the puck drop, into OT, when they did. Do you realize
2: that if the Cardinals won as many games in the postseason as we already have, they would either have won game one of the World Series or made the World Series if they were a wild card team? Mm. And we're not even... We haven't even won game one of the semi Hardest trophy in sports to win. I think... This next series goes seven. Here's what here's what I think. I think we don't. We haven't won a third game in a conference final. I think that ends this year,
0: whether it's maybe maybe, that'd be really nice. It also sounds like the least. Well, it does. I would love to win that game three. But (laughs) you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like
2: I think I don't think either of these teams just reefs us. No pun intended with the Sharks. That yeah,
0: happened. I can't see either, either the Blues or the Avs or the Sharks buckling. I could see. I could, I'm could, i with you. I could see Game 7 for, for both. And it was I mean, fun from, to say against Dallas, but, man, was it hard to live through. At the time, I was like, from, Game 7. But now it's like, I don't want those.
2: From the grander picture of what just happened, and we, we'll wrap up because it is 1 in the morning. But 7 Just looking at... What we did to get here with the
0: last two games exclusively. Are you going to do the, we're here, buddy? Are you going to we're here, buddy us? I'm not trying to do that, but it's if the shoe fits. But you're here, buddy.
2: This, no other Blues team in history, I don't think, comes from game five to here along the same path.
0: That's the most, that's the craziest one.
2: I don't, I really, I don't think there's one.
0: They were down 3-2. Because it hasn't two, happened, so there isn't it. one. But, yeah. like,
2: they were down 3-2, and not only, like, they won game six convincingly, and then game seven, they never lost hope. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a Blues team never losing hope in that fucking a, a game? David
0: Backus, TJ Oshie, fucking Kevin Shattenkirk, uh, Yuri Laterra team. God. Yeah. Oh, yikes. No, part of me always will look back. It's kind of like when... Um, you're playing PlayStation 2 and you go, these graphics are amazing. And then you get a PlayStation 3 and you're like, wow, PS2 blows. Now I look at those old teams and I'm like, of course we weren't going to win the cup. That's a bullshit team. That team was crap. (laughs) And I mean that with all due respect to like the 2016 Uh team and all those players, but it's still like, no, we, no, we were not even close. We were never yeah. close. Yeah. It was a pat on the back team. This team feels like it could do I it. I don't think it I'll really look back does. at this team and think that. And that's the highest praise I can give them.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to do more playoff episodes. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me happiest. This has been such a wild ride and so much fun. We talked about this was our first season doing playoff episodes. And we could not have expected for... It to be this great Mm -hmm. so i hope there are more than seven more playoff episodes i would love there to just be eight we just win the next eight games and that's it i don't think that's happening uh but seriously thank you all for being here for every moment of this insane ride we're halfway there we're living on a prayer that will not be the outro (laughs) song but it's still true good
0: night everybody good night
1: Drunk, kiss, I know you need it, do you feel it? Drink the water, drink the water!